Praise the Lord. Welcome to the broadcast today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Glad you're with us today here for our Hebrews Bible study. Grab your Bibles and uh, pencils and papers, whatever else you need for a great Bible study today as we look a little bit deeper into and farther along into the, this fourth chapter in the great book of Hebrews where we are seeing and learning and hopefully experiencing more of the supremacy of Christ. He is supreme and supreme and he reigns over all things. But, but what he really wants to reign over the most is the heart of every individual human being on the planet. That's what he's asking for. That's what he's looking for, a heart that, <coughs> that will just be humble before him, <coughs> excuse me, and follow him and serve him. Praise the Lord for those who will accept Christ and follow Christ and serve Christ and bear the fruit of Christ. And I know that nobody's perfect, but we're headed in that direction. Uh, I know that we're, uh, the Bible says we are uh, as he is right now. We are in the earth and we're going to be just like he is when we meet him one day. And I know you're looking forward to that as I am. And I just have to believe that on this day, this is the day the Lord has given us to rejoice and to be glad in it. And on this day, I just have to believe that the Lord has something good for us. He's bread to impart to our souls today, uh, uh, more truth that we might experience more liberty and more freedom in Him, more boldness, more confidence, more assurance, all that Jesus died for us to be able to not only have in word, in, in the theological sense in our minds, but in experience. I believe with all of my heart, the Lord wants His people to experience Him. Listen, it, it's impossible to please God without faith. But if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, experience faith, you're going to have to believe that God is, He is, not just was and will be, but He is today. And He is a rewarder of all those that diligently seek Him. And when we seek Him diligently, we will find more of Him and His good, acceptable, and perfect will for our lives. Hallelujah. Well, again, this is Hebrews chapter 4. This is part 5 on this 26th day of April 2021. So, uh... I'd like to give the date so we can see where we were when we were there. And uh, so later on, uh, you know, if the Lord tarries very much longer, folks can use these uh, half-hour sessions for classes and, and teachings. And, and I'm thankful for the truth of the Lord that He is giving us and pouring out to His people in these last days. And I'm speaking of the truth of Jesus Christ and what He did at Calvary. For without that last part, Without a focus and a faith in his work on the cross, then our faith has been misplaced. The object of our faith is really no longer Jesus, even if we say it is. It takes faith in who Jesus is and what Jesus did at Calvary to have a legitimate biblical faith that can go from faith to faith as that righteousness is revealed in his gospel. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4, we'll look at verse 8. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm telling you the pollen here in the beautiful piney woods of northeast Texas is tremendous. Everybody's eyes are red 
everybody's uh, having to deal with this. But it's just a part of living in a beautiful place and a part of what makes it all beautiful. Verse 8, chapter 4, Hebrews, For if Jesus, that word there really is Joshua, speaking of the Joshua that led the people of God into the promised land after Moses died, if Joshua had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? And notice this, and I know that I've said that uh, this the rest of God, the real rest of God was not was not referring to a geographical location, the promised land, although God did give his people a season of rest in that promised land. Now, it didn't last very long because of their disobedience continually over and over and over and over. And before we get heady and high-minded, we just need to say, I understand that very, that very thing, how we could fail God and fail God. I understand that. Even Christians today who have the Spirit of God who never leaves us, we can still fail God and what? And again, fail God. But we don't want to. It breaks our hearts, but yet it does happen. But back to the point, I want to give you a couple of scriptures where the Bible tells us in the book of Joshua that he did give his people rest. But that rest he gave them was rest from a physical physical enemies, other nations that wanted to destroy them and, 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 and intermix with them, really ultimately to destroy them. Because when, when someone creeps in to get your attention off of Christ and his work at Calvary, whether they know it or not, and most don't, they come to destroy. The other nations uh, that would desire to take the sons and daughters of Israel and mix with their own, uh, they, it, was, it was really... Now they, you know, it was really to get them away from serving the one true God and to, and to cause them to start serving their gods, which are not gods. And it, and it happened every time they, they, they intermixed. And when I say intermixed, I'm not talking about races of colors. I'm talking about those who serve the one true God, Jehovah, who would one day send his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to take away the sins of the world. I'm talking about that people intermixing with Baal worshipers and, and all these uh, uh, false, uh, these people who had false gods. There are no other gods but one God, but they worshiped other gods that are not gods, all, all under the influence of satanic powers. And when Israel would mix with them without fail, they would always end up serving the false gods and God would have to discipline them and punish them. But So I want to share with you, there was a time when God, a time when God gave Israel rest, physical rest from and physical peace in the land from the enemies, from war. So let me read those to you, Joshua 22 and 4. And now the Lord your God has given rest unto your brothers as he promised them. Therefore now return ye and get you unto your tents and unto the land of your possession, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you on the other side of the Jordan. And the other one is in the next chapter over, Joshua 23 and 1. And it came to pass a long time after that the Lord had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies. Did you see that? God had given 
the Lord had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies round about that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. So let's, 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 let's talk about that for a minute. The, re, the real rest of God is being able to rest with God as he rested on that seventh day from all his works. And we rest with God in Christ as our faith is in what Jesus did at Calvary to, to, to bring us into the kingdom, to make us a part of the body of Christ. Amen. And Jesus Christ is our Sabbath rest, our seventh day rest. He's, we, we no longer are, 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 are not doing anything on Saturday or some call it Sunday, the Sabbath day. Uh, we, 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 it's not, you know, no, Jesus Christ is our rest, and in Him we have rest. We've been delivered from our enemies. We, we have been delivered from our enemies. Luke chapter 1, 74, 75, you hear me quote it all the time, because we've been delivered from the hand of our enemies. Now we can serve God in righteousness and holiness all the days of our lives without fear. That's a powerful scripture. We've been delivered from the hands of the enemy. And no matter what happens on this earth, and, and bombs may start going off, God forbid, one day in our own nation, as they have in many other nations, but the Christians there have a rest that's far beyond a peaceful rest where there is no wars. Thank God for no wars. Thank God when there's peace times. Thank God, thank God for that. But the greatest rest of all, and, the, and this rest that's promised to all who will believe in Christ, who is the Son of God, that became the Lamb of God to take away their sins, that very thing that prevented us from resting with God in Christ, Jesus took care of all that at Calvary. And you and I now have the peace that He gives us, the rest that He is to us. And, and so we have rest and it's through believing. If you, if you back up, you'll see here. Let me see if we can find this here somewhere. It tells, in verse 3, it says, For we which have believed do enter into rest. It's not, we don't work our way into rest. We don't fight our way through all the enemies as Israel did to get to a geographical location of rest, although God gave them rest from their enemies for a season. But you and I enter into this rest by believing. And we'll see something we're told here in just a moment in the Scripture that we should be found laboring to enter into this rest. But, but, but see, Jesus did the work. He did the work. But yet we're told to labor to enter into this rest. But we're also told here, again here, that our labor is just to believe in Christ. And I'm not talking about some nonchalant, well, yeah, you know I believe that. I'm talking about with your heart, that is what you've given your heart to. When you're believing in something, you give yourself to it. Not in a verbal capacity, but with actions that follow. Your faith in something Faith is an action word. It's a verb. When your faith is actually in something, there are actions that follow what you say your faith is in. If your heart is 
trusting in that. Our lips don't put us in motion. Our hearts believing something put, put us in motion. We need to always remember that. The lips, me speaking words, don't get me following God. My heart, I follow the Lord as my heart believes unto righteousness because only as the righteousness of God is revealed to me can I go from faith to faith. When the righteousness of God is being revealed to me, I go from faith to faith. It's how the just lives. The just, those who have been justified by the blood. Listen, those who continue to hear the word of God that brings forth faith, hear the word of God in the context of righteousness. The word of God is truth, and when spoken in its righteous context, shows forth righteousness. Proverbs 12 and 17. We won't get away from it. We're not running from it. We're going to keep sharing that. He who speaks true shows forth righteousness. And the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel from faith to faith. That means those who keep hearing the word of God in the context of the gospel can keep going from faith to faith. And those are the ones who today are boasting in nothing but the cross, because they have been brought back to the place, humbled and broken down through just trying and working hard to enter into this rest, when remembering, the, the Holy Spirit reminds us, listen, you're working and wearing yourself out with program after pro program, scheme after scheme, fad after fad. Oh, another new thing. Oh, another new thing. When, when Jesus was asked, what must we do to do the works of God? He said, just believe upon the one whom he sent. Hallelujah. Just believe. But again, believing is not with the lips. Believing is with the heart. Many today say they believe upon Christ, but there is no fruit. There is no following of Christ. I know what it's like to be a backslidden Christian. I've been there, was there for years, and I was just that, a backslidden Christian. I did not know how to live for God, but I won't blame it all on that. I don't really know that I wanted to live for God. To, as I should have wanted to. As a Christian, there is always something in you that wants to live for God, but you just don't maybe have it at the level of priority that you should. If you're a born-again Christian, you want to live for God. There, there is just there is a born-again Christian, there is something in you to some degree that wants to live for God. Now, now you may have placed at a higher level, you, you want to be somebody in this world, or, or you want to be rich, or you want to be somebody, or, or these things can exalt themselves. This, that knowledge can exalt itself above the knowledge of God. That's why we're warned throughout the entirety of the Bible. We're warned. You're hard-pressed to take your Bible and to open your Bible, and somewhere on those two pages, not find a warning because it's very possible. So a Christian has within them a desire to live for God. There is a desire there if you've been born again. And you, you've been offered a place of rest where no matter what comes on the scene, no matter what you're physically having to go through, you're going to have a rest in Christ Jesus. But know this, 
you must continue to believe what you believed initially to continue to continue your labor into that rest. Let's continue to read today. Verse 8, For if Joshua had given, if he had given them rest, he, he didn't give them the rest that they that they God was really offering. If, listen, if Israel of old would have had the rest that you and I have today, when they died, they wouldn't have had to be held up in a place called paradise, Abraham's bosom. But it was a temporary holding place. And by, let me say this, it was the, it's the only temporary holding place there's ever been. There's no pur- purgatory, all that made up stuff by men under the influence of Satan. There is no purgatory. That's not in your Bible, my friend. There was a holding place called Paradise, Abraham's bosom. You can read it. You can read about it in the Bible. The reason, the reason it existed is because the blood of animals could not get us into this rest being offered us in Christ Jesus. It couldn't get us into the very presence of God. It couldn't bring to us the Holy Spirit to stay, to dwell within us, to make our bodies the temple of the Holy Spirit. Those things couldn't happen until Jesus came and carried out the work of righteousness through the shedding of His own blood at Calvary. Never forget that. He says here, though, if Joshua had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remains, therefore, a rest to the people of God. That's you and me today. There remains a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. It's so sad, and I've been there. I've been there and old to look back and see the agony and the pain and the torment of having to fake, 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 fake. We know it, we know it, we know it. But, but and, and everybody does, it's not walking in the rest. And so many today are making up what the rest is. And it is not some physical rest. It is a spiritual rest that we have in Christ Jesus that no matter what's affecting us naturally in this life, sickness, hardships, divorce, cancerous diseases, whatever it is, we have rest in Christ Jesus because that's where we've been placed in Christ Jesus. We've been immersed (coughs) into Him by being immersed into His Death. It's in his death. Faith in his death in which we rest. That's where our assurance is that Jesus died, paid the price for all sin that we might have the peace of God. He made our peace by the blood of his cross, Colossians 1.20. That's where he made our peace with God. That's where we have the access daily to believe, to enter into this rest. And it's, listen... It's not a one-time enter in. It is to be in Christ, but to walk in Christ, we must continue to enter into this rest daily. To deny ourselves, take up our cross daily to be able to follow this one in whom we find our rest. Hallelujah. He says, For he that is entered into his rest, he also shall has ceased, that means he's believed on Christ and his finished and complete work at Calvary, 
Therefore, he has ceased from his own works as God did from his. All these new fads and schemes every year and these, uh, these new things. Oh, God's doing a new thing. Oh, God's doing a new thing. We're like robots. And listen, the new thing God did took place 2,000 years ago at Calvary. Promised 4,000 years before that. And, and he's fulfilling the very promise of those benefits through faith in that ever since then. Loading those who will believe have their faith in that sacrificial work of Christ. He's loading them daily with benefits. Everybody else is faking it. Everybody else is pretending. Everybody else is working for the blessing. Working. You know how I know? Because on good days they feel good about themselves and on bad days they just feel, oh, I just hadn't done enough. <coughs> Jesus did it all. Hallelujah. Jesus did it all. Glory to God. So he says here, and I don't want to leave this too fast because he says, He that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works. Don't you feel so bad about the folks who, and this is just one, this is just one, one area. There are thousands. But the, but the folks who ride their bicycles all over almost every town in America knocking on doors, knocking on doors, and they think the more they do, the greater chance they're going to have of working their way into heaven. If we're trying to work our way into heaven, we're, we're, we're just adding locks on the door that Christ has already become to us. He's already opened that door through His death at Calvary. And if we think we've got to work do works to get in, then we're rejecting Him. Titus 1.16, they profess they know God, but they deny Him in their works. That's not talking about Jack Daniels and marijuana and adult. That's talking about they profess they know God, but, but they're trying to work their way in to the salvation of God. Long sleeves. Only this day. Don't eat that. It's... My friend, Jesus did the work, finished the work, and our belief in Him is our laboring to enter in, period. Our faith and belief in Jesus Christ and His work at the cross is our laboring to enter in. Every day we labor to enter in. Look at verse 11. Let us labor therefore because of that let us labor because of now what we know according to the word of God what we're learning let us because of that what we now know labor to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief go back to verse 3 for we which have believed do enter in it doesn't say we which have believed did enter in, we which have believed do enter in. There is, a, there is a, a, a thought here we need to mention. We have been saved. We are being saved. Amen. You, you need to remember that. Peter writes that if, and you need to go read this in Peter's letter, but if these things, and he lists a whole, a, a whole list of things and add to your faith, virtue and the virtue, knowledge and knowledge, brotherly love, and you know where I'm talking about. You go over there and read that. 
He says, if, the, if these things be in you, uh, let's just go look at it. I'm at a loss for words here with the Bible study. Let's go look at it. I believe it's in 2 Peter, yep, chapter 1, verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Let's keep reading. Wherefore, the rather, don't forget, you've been purged from your old sins, and that don't mean just let it never, uh, uh, it doesn't mean that you forgot it and you don't even know what anybody's talking about. It means don't replace it with anything. Don't, don't let anything jump ahead of the finished work of Christ. Throw out all the books, all the schemes, all the new things that men say every year God's doing. All the new things. God's doing lots of things, but He only does it through the avenue of what His Son did at Calvary. That's where we've missed it, church. That's where we've missed it. We, when we look to the new schemes that come in called the new thing, oh, this is it, man, this is it. When we move our faith from the cross to those things, we fall from grace. Watch now. Verse 10, 2 Peter 1, Wherefore, the, the rather, brothers, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. That's a focus at Calvary. That's where you were called. That's where you elected by God's grace. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. The word means stumble. If you do what? I, I didn't think we had to do anything. I thought it was by faith. Your faith has you daily making sure you're calling an election. Your calling from God was through the blood, through the gospel. Your election was by the grace of God through the faith you manifested in that. Make it sure. Make it sure. Where, let me read it again. Wherefore the rather, brothers, give diligence to make, give diligence. This, this, see, this excludes the thought that it was a one-time deal. Oh yeah, we're in, we're saved from hell, but we're talking about now entering in, watch. Wherefore the rather, brothers, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never stumble. While you're focused on Calvary every day, the object of your faith is Jesus and what He did at the cross every day. You're not going to stumble into these other fads and schemes with a, with a title of the new thing that God's doing. <laughs> and they laugh at this kind of teaching, but so have they throughout the ages we stick with the blood of Jesus, not in word and theological uh, 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 mindset only. That's where we place our faith and we trust in that and that alone. And when the hard times come, we find out just how much rest we have in Christ. Hallelujah. So watch this where I'm trying to get to. Verse 11. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's, he's not talking about 
an entrance that's going to be ministered to you in abundance one day. We are entering in now. The book of Acts says that we, it, that we with much tribulation, we enter into the kingdom. Well, when we enter into the kingdom one day after we're dead, in a moment we enter in, that's not with tribulation. That's not with tribulation. Here is where the tribulations are. We enter into the kingdom now with much tribulation. And that was told concerning those who were already saved, not with much tribulation. We get saved and go through tribulation to be, oh, no, we continue to enter on into the kingdom in our walk with Christ, in Christ, through faith in the cross. Get this. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter says, Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. That's what the church don't want to hear. The devil's good at what he does. It's so bad. He makes us believe we need a new thing. And we already are the new thing in Christ Jesus that did the new thing for us at Calvary. When the blood was shed, he said that's where the new thing, the new covenant of God exists, the new covenant of God exists in his blood. There's nothing new happening of God that's not through faith in his blood. And there are millions upon millions who don't believe that statement. That means he's knocking on the door of their hearts, wanting back in to fellowship within. I hope you've been blessed today. I'm not feeling my best. Pray for me. But I'm, we're going to keep marching on in this glorious gospel truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about how we feel. It's about what he did for us at Calvary. That wasn't a good feeling. That was a horrible feeling. That was horrors placed upon him all for my sin and your sin but thanks be to God he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him and you and I I believe are that joy to him and we're just going to endure by the grace of God the spirit of grace each and every day thanking him and praising him all the way to the end where the grace shall come to us and appear to us. More grace is coming, saints. More grace is coming. Hallelujah. There's a grace at the end of this race, the Bible says, that's going to be brought to you at the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the grace I'm looking for. That grace that's going to be brought to us at the finish line. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Glory. Hallelujah. I love you. Pray for us. We're praying for you. Every prayer request that hits that, those comment section, we're praying for you. You can count on it. Thanks for your help with the Bibles every week into the inmates and all of you who sow into Crossway Church. And those of you who don't and God stirs your heart to do it, you can do it at thecrosswaychurch.com. You can also donate when you text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. We love you. Until next time. Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.